0: Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me I'm back with my co-host Jack Vanamater.
1: Hello, hello. I'm super excited for this episode. It's our first ever episode with a golfer. We've been meaning to do this for a long time, but we are with Max McGreevy. He's a PGA Tour golfer. Thank you so much for taking your time to come and talk to us, Max. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you on, Max. It's very, very cool, I think. If you don't know Max, Max is a PGA Tour player. He is currently in his first season on the tour. He's had five events under his belt He previously played on the McKenzie Tour, the Forum Tour, the PGA Tour China, the Corn Ferry Tour, and now the PGA Tour. He is a University of Oklahoma grad, where in 2017, he helped lead his team to a national championship. He was a two-time All-American there. He hails from Edmond, Oklahoma, and in the state of Oklahoma, he's a two-time high school golf state champ. So you've accomplished a lot in your career, and I'm sure there's still a lot that's yet to come, Max
2: definitely no it's been a fun journey so far and been able to see a lot of the world and a lot of different golf all over the place so um, golf's taken me a lot of great places and i'm very thankful for it so far
1: cool so you come from we're gonna we're gonna start right from the beginning you come from a family of golf with your dad playing at kansas and pro for a bit your uncle playing at arizona state and you grew up competing against your brother What impact did that have on your upbringing with sports and how did that inspire your hunger to play at a higher level?
2: Yeah, sports in general, I think just, you know, having my father play division one, having an uncle as well. My my brother was, you know, right around the same kind of mark, was a really good high school player himself. So just having that type of talent around to play with all the time, whether it was golf or whether it was talking other sports or something like that, it's just, It's something great to have growing up to where I'm always in a competitive state, whether, you know, I'm playing a hand of cards, you know, with my family or, you know, if we're out actually playing around to golf on the weekend as a family type of thing. So I just I I grew up in a competitive household, I feel like, and it, it made it better for me in all sports. And, you know, obviously golf is what I ended up going with, but I felt like I succeeded in a lot of sports just from that, you know, competitive nature that I think our family was able to kind of give us.
1: So you, you mentioned that your brother's a really good golfer. At what point in your life did you feel that you could maybe go a step further and really do something special with golf that maybe even your family members couldn't, couldn't do?
2: Yeah, I think once I got to about my freshman year of high school, I was also playing basketball as well my freshman year of high school, and I think some college coaches started to reach out to me, and I thought, you know, this is definitely kind of more of the path that I feel like I'm able to most succeed in definitely. And I I think it was, I think the thought of an individual game is a little different too. I mean, I love having, you know, a team and Mm -hmm. you know having my team at Oklahoma and winning the national championship as a team. It's incredible. It's an incredible feeling, but you know, now as a professional having that, you know, just everything is on you essentially. And that's how it was as a freshman in high school as well too, you know, getting my name out there to hopefully go play in college type of thing. The thought of just, being able to kind of rely on myself and not have to rely on others, essentially, it can always be in my hands. I think that's what kind of led me to golf over, you know, anything else I was playing. And I think after I kind of learned that after my freshman year of high school, I, I think I kind of even started to, to put a little, little bit more into it the rest of my high school career.
0: Yeah, it's got to be nice to be able to lean on yourself and just know that you're able to get it done on... Now the highest level, but moving forward, taking actually a kind of a big jump from freshman year of high school to you being a senior at Oklahoma, you were the captain. You helped lead your team to that national championship in twenty seventeen. What's your favorite memory from that whole experience?
2: It, I mean, there, there's a lot of different you know things that pop up when it comes to that. I sometimes that week just is a blur. Honestly, in a sense, you just once when a week like that comes together it's so perfect and you just can't imagine every little puzzle piece can fit perfectly together for you to win something like that but you know whether I finished one of the matches early and was able to go you know watch a couple of my other teammates you know finish it off and win type of thing it's just the camaraderie of all of us together you know I we only have five people playing and we had I think 11 people on our team actually at the time and I think we had three or four guys drive up to Chicago that weren't even playing on the team to come and watch us type of thing. So just, you know, the camaraderie of, of just my whole college golf team and everything like that, that, that's kind of what more comes to mind when I think of that situation, you know, everything that we've gone through. I Luckily, that was, I mean, four years, that was it. That was my last <laughs> day ever, and I am a national champion. I mean, I, I couldn't have pictured it any other way. So, right. you know, it's just putting all those – you know sweat and blood and whatnot into you know all of all of everything that we've we've done for the year and the years that i've been there type of thing and it's just a very rewarding feeling to be able to have that with your team at the end of the year
1: that's really interesting just quick follow-up to that just because i'm interested you know golf is such an individual sport do you miss that camaraderie of having a team versus now on the tour
2: yeah i do i i've, I've always been a I I loved it at Oklahoma. I mean, I think some guys struggle with it, college, golf, and some guys, you know, kind of thrive with it a little bit. And, you know, I think we were a team that were extremely close-knit. We were trying to push each other to be better every single day, each one of us, whether we were playing on the traveling team or we weren't. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't have that as much anymore on the professional side, but I I still live with one of my teammates that was on that national championship team. You know, I just, I lived in a other house a year prior with, Two other professionals essentially so there was four professionals in there I don't know I kind of felt like we were a team in a sense as far as you know just rooting for each other and you know we might not be playing on the same team but we're ultimately trying to reach the same goal so I, I still try to find that team aspect even in you know professional golf like I have now but I definitely miss the college side of it for sure sure
1: all right so we're gonna move over to your experience in China right now how was the whole experience of going over to play on the PGA Tour in China. And can you explain a little bit about how that allowed you to continue and have a successful career now back on the PGA Tour in America? Yeah,
2: honestly, I don't I don't I honestly don't think I'd be where I was at if I didn't have China, that my one year in China. I I had a tough year prior and I had one of my former teammates kind of just tell me that China was probably the play for me where I should go and stuff like that. And being from Oklahoma, you never really think that you're gonna end up spending a, a year in China at some point. But I loved the process. It was it was a long trip over, but you know, it was just one of those things where you kinda have to if you're gonna do it, you gotta give it your all, essentially. And I think that was that was, you know, one year where I just I, I gave everything, I feel like. And I and I realized the type of game that I had, I realized the type of mentality that I could have, essentially, and I think that's just led into the years after that. So it was. I think I was over there for fourteen weeks in twenty nineteen. Couple. Di- I think I did five or six different trips back and forth, essentially. But yeah, you just you get in your bubble over there, and you just you get it done. Essentially, I mean, you don't want to be there, but you're there for a reason, and you just gotta just gotta go do it. So it it was a fun experience. I would never take it back again. I don't know if I want to go back, but it was it was definitely worth it.
0: I'm sure that had to help your confidence in general too, because I saw you basically kind of dominated the pga Tour china too so coming back to america that must have been really good for just like your confidence
2: yeah definitely coming off of a bad 2018 just so really like you know i feel like i had success kind of every year in my career you know leading up to that point just such a fall back in 2018 to to be able to bounce back like that and um, realize that if there are struggles like that you know you can bounce back pretty quickly so it it was definitely a Something that made me grow more as a man, I feel like more than a golfer, honestly, which which just kinda helped in my, you know, growth as a golfer as well.
0: And I think that's actually a perfect lead into our next question. Golf is such a game of up and downs. Some days it's great and some days just nothing's working. And one day that was particular probably a trouble for you. I'll explain it for our viewers so they just know the background of this story. At the club car championship this past March, you had a chance to win and punch your tour card, in your round with a five-foot putt, but unfortunately, you just weren't able to sink it and ended up getting second in that tournament. Right after that, you had an emotional interview with the press, and just looking back on that whole event now, what did you take from that moment, and how much more does it make you appreciate the spot that you're in now?
2: Yeah, I've been able to watch that interview a couple times afterwards honestly. I think that's just a little bit of a testament to my mentality essentially. I mean, this is this is I mean, I say it in that interview too, but this is my life. I mean, this is mm-hmm. since an early age, I mean, my dad played professionally. I've wanted to do it for a really long time. I've wanted to play on the PJ tour and you know, luckily I've gotten that chance now, but you know, looking back at that time, it's I'm glad that you know, I didn't stop there, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, I, I kept pushing. I kept, you know, wanting to fulfill that dream, essentially. And you always have to have stepping stones. As as much as you want to take one big leap and get there as fast as possible, it doesn't happen. And I think looking back on weeks like that uh, in Savannah, it just, it, it kind of, you know, relates that back to me a little bit more that, you know, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be things that you think, are yours to win or yours, you know, to lose essentially, or something like that. Those things are always going to come in your life and they're always going to come in golf. I, I, I for sure know that now through weeks like that. So having, having, having weeks like that just sets more perspective for, you know, the rest of my life and hopefully the rest of my career and just understand that one setback is not going to, you know, make my life, you know, this much different or, or whatnot. It's just, it's, it's another stepping stone for me getting to where I want to get to.
1: Yeah. And within the same year, you, you've accomplished a lot that you, you know, was the trigger for all that emotional stress. So I think that's super inspiring. So a little bit of a personal life. You know, being a golfer is, can be very stressful. Having to travel almost every weekend to a different state and in, in different countries even what is like a day in the life for you and and how do you balance your personal life with golf
2: yeah personal life is is definitely very difficult i actually a lot of guys like to do a lot of different things off the course fish hunt i don't know what else you know i mean they might have other hobbies type of thing those are the two that come to mind in oklahoma i don't do either of those things (laughs) if when i'm not playing golf i'm i'm hanging at home with now, I actually just proposed to my girlfriend on on Christmas Eve, so my fiancé, but Congrats. You know, hanging with my fiancé, I appreciate it, thank you. <laughs> hanging with my fiancé, you know, being at home with my family type of thing, I I have so much time taken away from them, essentially, at times. So, I, I just enjoy being able to kind of have that time with them, and, you know, a normal day for me back home is getting up and, and kind of relaxing a little bit. I'm actually not very, I'm not a very hard person. Practicer at all, I feel like I get a lot more of my work done playing golf and playing games with guys at my club and different stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I'm super laid back. I'll go play 18 holes, probably get in a little workout, super casual for dinner, and you know, hanging out with the family or or my fiance type of thing. So it's I, when I'm not in a tournament or if I have my off weeks, I am trying to keep it as laid back as possible because I just as much as I do love golf and it is my dream. I do have another life outside of that. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to be able to kind of, you know, have my fun with, with that type of side of it as well.
0: Well, it it sounds like you've had a pretty incredible back half to your year now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, it's super time consuming and it seems like you're doing a good job of splitting that up. But leading into our next question you said you're kind of lax when it comes to practice, but obviously you're still training, I'm sure, so much more than everyone else or just the average golfer. What does training look like for you on the daily? And then how does that change week to week for you when you're preparing for a new course?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think like right now, being the off season, a lot of my My focus right now is towards my physique, essentially. Mm -hmm. I know that we're starting a new year. I've got to be ready for a long year, 2022. It's going to be a lot of fun, but there's going to be a lot of golf, a lot of traveling. Getting my body in shape to be able to, you know, take on all that is is my first priority. But I think the second priority to me, honestly, is just continuing the the mental side of it that I've had, you know, continuing to, I I think I've had a problem on the PGA Tour that these you, you look up to these guys for so long. You look yeah. up to Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed, these guys that you've you've watched on TV for a really long time. Once you finally get to play next to them, it's a little different feeling because yeah. you've, you've put them on such a high pedestal for so long. You know, I, I think the thing that I got to continue to, to kind of believe in myself is that I do belong there. I do belong to play with those guys. And that's, that's one part of the mental side that I'm kind of working on this offseason, getting ready to go. But you know, when it comes to, to practice and stuff like that, it it's just, for me, it is getting as much as I can out of, you know, little parts of practice. I don't, I don't need to sit there and hit balls for two hours. I need to work specifically on a certain area for 30, 45 minutes and really ingrain it in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I can move on to my next task or move on to whatever I want to do next. If if I'm out there just lax of basically practicing, it's going to be, it's a waste of the day. And I don't I don't have enough time to waste a day. You know right. what I mean? So it's it's just all about, you know, using your time wisely and being able to kind of just do everything that you need to do in a short span of time and do it as, you know, precisely and wisely as you can.
1: Yeah. So you touched on the mental side a little bit in that answer. And I was I was going to ask you that as a follow-up is there a way to train your mind to prepare for those moments? Cause golf is such a mental game for anyone that's played. They know that what do you do to kind of prepare yourself mentally?
2: Yeah, I think that is a very tough side of golf because there's so much thought when, when it comes mm-hmm. to golf. I mean, you hit, you hit golf shots, but in between each shot, you've got two, five minutes type of thing. There's, there's a lot of time in between where you're thinking, you know, I think a lot of it for me is visual, visualization and, and it could be different for a lot of other people, but, you know, before I go to bed every single night before a tournament or something like that, I'm visualizing, you know, each shot on the course that I want to hit. And
1: mm-hmm. honestly,
2: I'll put myself in some bad spots too type of thing to, to realize that I'm not going to hit it in the perfect spot every single time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people might some people might go through their round the night before and they're like, well, I'm going to hit every fairway, every green, make every putt. <laughs> it's not going to happen. you got to put yourself in some situations to where – you're going to have to, you know, get out of the trees or, you know, make some sort of creative shot around the greens or something like that. That, That's, that's going to happen every single round. So I think getting my mind prepared for not to go out and shoot 62 every round, but to go out and get it prepared for the variability that can come with golf essentially, and not be upset you know, one on the sixth T box, I finally hit one in a bad spot. Essentially. I'm, I'm getting my mind prepared to know that, and I'm not putting bad thoughts in my mind to, you know, get myself to hit bad shots. I'm just getting my mind prepared that I'm going to have some bad shots or I'm going to have some difficult shots and some tough shots ahead. And I think that's been tough for me, especially at an early age and early in my pro career, because, you know, you just want to go full bore and just make it to the top as fast as possible. But I've, I've realized there's going to be some instances and there's going to be not good tournaments. There's going to be great tournaments. So you just got to get your mind prepared for everything.
0: Right. and yeah, yeah it, I can't even imagine just the pressure and everything, but I guess as you're building up in a career, going through a corn fair, going to tour China, you're able to build up that ability to deal with all of that pressure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's tough and it's, it definitely builds more and more the you know, the, the bigger the tour gets, essentially. And, you know, now we've got a lot of cameras around, a lot more people around, type of thing. So it, it's definitely a different feeling. And I'm still going to have to get a lot more used to it on the PJ Tour. But the, the circumstances that I've had in my past and my pro career have definitely led to making it easier, essentially.
0: So, talking about your career as a whole now, over the course of this, what has been your most memorable moment so far?
2: To be honest, I'd probably be winning the Order of Merit in China. Mm-hmm. Um, winning the money list in China was, I I think, just kind of a turning point in my career. I mean, I, th- I think that I could have gone the easy way out and not gone to China and maybe gone back up to Canada or Latin America and just go where most of my friends were going, to be quite honest with you. And I think I took the hard way, and it paid off a thousand fold. I mean, I, I, can't even tell you how much it paid off. So a lot of credit to, you know, my, my friends and family for even allowing me to go over there. They, they weren't too keen on me going over there in the first place, but that, that was definitely the turning point in my career to where it was like, this is, this is what I'm doing. We're going for it. We're going all in and I'm good enough to do it type of thing. And I think, I think winning, winning the order of merit definitely, definitely turned my life around.
1: That's so cool. So you know, as a young golfer, you're still a super young golfer. I'm sure you have plenty of things that you want to improve in your game, but what advice would you have for young golfers who are consistently playing and really trying to develop and grow their game and maybe even trying to get to where you're at now?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I honestly think, you know, the best advice that I could probably give is just continuously get better. I, I, I wouldn't say I was a phenomenal golfer as a high school player. I wasn't a phenomenal golfer as a college player. I mean, when I started my professional career, I wasn't, you know, one of the best professionals out there. You just, you're gradually getting better every day, every week, every year. It's, it, it doesn't need to be much, but over the span of, you know, if you started a young, if you started a decently young age, it doesn't even have to be as young as I was at three years old. But, you know, if you're, if you, even if you're starting in high school, if you're gradually getting better every single year, you're going to pass and surpass a lot of people. And I think the hardest part for me is you see some of these guys get to such a high pedestal when they're young. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, you see some of these guys win a major when they're 20, 21 years old. And I'm still in college. Like, yeah, I have no chance to win a major right now. It's some people peak at different times and, you know, you have to be on your own path essentially. And so don't, don't pay attention to you know the successes of anybody else or something like that. You know, just go continuously, try to get better, have fun with it, and just you know, you'll be on your own journey and get to where you need to be.
0: That's good to hear because personally, I hope I'm getting better, and I know Jack does too. So <laughs> <laughs> we can always it's, use any tips.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's a frustrating game. It's it was it's it was, it was frustrating for me today. You know, just playing a fun round with my friends. So. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be frustrating, but if you're if you're continuously having fun, getting better, it it'll you'll grow to love it.
0: So, just moving into our last big question for you, talking about growing into it, what goals do you have moving forward with your career?
2: I wouldn't say I have any substantial goals. I you know I I feel like I've I've had a couple good weeks on the PGA tour now where I have my feet settled a little bit. I'd love to just. I don't want to put any goals goals on myself to go win or anything like that. Obviously I'd love to go win, but Mm -hmm. I just want to go give myself some chances, you know, Sunday down the stretch. I know I'm going to be nervous as heck, but (laughs) I'd love to give myself just a couple of chances to, you know, be in that spotlight, be able to go head to head against some of these, you know, big names essentially. And, you know, play a, you know, afternoon Sunday round somewhere on primetime TV, essentially. And, just be able to hold my own essentially I I think I'm ready to go for that so I I just I want to give myself some more opportunities to have those chances and you know if I capitalize great if not I'll make them like learning blocks like I have in the past type of thing and and learn from it but I just I want to keep giving myself chances and opportunities and just have as much fun with it as I can right now and you know not not try to put anything on it my rookie year and just kind of know go do what i think i can do
1: sure yeah once that sunday rolls anything can happen so that's awesome yes Um, definitely all right so we're gonna move into the quick questions for these you can just kind of give the first thing that comes to your mind you don't have to elaborate and they're just kind of fun a little more relaxed questions so our first one for you is did you have a favorite golfer or athlete growing up as a kid that you kind of look up to tiger yeah
0: that's a good one
1: tiger
0: (laughs) so our next one is do you have any superstitions before or during a round
2: i wouldn't say i have superstitions i'm just extremely superstitious i think i've used the same coin since i i use the same coin for almost like three years now you know if i'm playing battle like unbutton one button or something like that Mm -hmm. to see if it'll like change the mojo a little bit or (laughs) you know not not that I don't want to give my golf balls to kids or anything like that, but maybe give my golf ball to a kid or something like that, get some <laughs> karma going or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't have any crazy superstitions. I'm just, I'm just, I'm pretty superstitious.
1: So favorite golf course to play? It could be famous or it could be some backyard course.
2: Uh, Eugene Country Club is one of my favorites in Eugene, Oregon, but, you know, I could play good round of golf at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, you know, where I played college type of thing. So just wherever I'm going to have a good time.
0: Awesome. So if you could play a round of golf with any person in the world, who would it be?
1: Tiger. Tiger. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> Most impressive golfer that you have played with? Probably Marikawa.
2: Pretty, pretty impressive. Just not a lot of flaws in his game. It's yeah. it's pretty cool to watch. Victor Hovland's up there too. He he's kind he lives in Oklahoma still, so play with him every once in a while. And he is dynamite as well. Really
0: cool. Yeah, those are both fun to watch. The worst weather in a round that you've ever played in?
2: Oklahoma high school golf is some bad weather, um, but. <laughs> We actually played a. We actually played at a high school event, or we played a college event in San Antonio one year in February. It started. I don't know if it snowed or if it was sleeting on us. There's no <laughs> way it was like 30 degrees outside. We actually ended up winning the tournament, but that was probably one of the worst more rounds ever. It felt like it lasted for like 10 hours. <laughs>
1: All right. Do you have a favorite brand of golf clubs?
2: probably what I'm sponsored by uh, <laughs> Boston Scott. Yeah. That's awesome stuff. And it really is. It's, it's been really fun being able to wear it for these first five events on the tour and decided to keep wearing it this year. Good
1: answer.
0: Do you have any other sponsors that you would want to shout out real quick?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've got quite a few tricks on, you know, it's been super loyal to me for four and a half years now that I've been a professional and you know, fair shot acquisition, Fairtex Bank, Easy Post, EMC Jet, they're all, honestly, I have such a great team. It's been so much fun so far. My, my home club, Dallas Athletic Club down in Dallas, has been super supportive so far, too. So I've got a great group of guys and people people helping me out.
0: One of the courses I play at has a bucket of balls at the end of the thing that people put their old balls in. I always try to grab the Strixon, so <laughs> it's pretty cool that you're sponsored by them. <laughs> so what do you look for in a caddy?
2: that's a tough question a little bit of a player definitely a little bit of a golfer but more of more of the personality more of someone i can just kind of relate to on the golf course someone i can kind of shoot the crap with all day essentially and just kind of talk about whatever i'm a sports guy so talking sports or whatnot i'm a family guy too so definitely someone that's pretty family oriented and type of thing but Honestly, if I'm clicking with a guy, usually we're gonna do pretty well. So, but it's 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 a tough dynamic to find for sure. Cool.
1: Do you have any special talents or hobbies outside of golf?
2: Not really. I'm pretty boring. I've, I'm a pretty good I'm a pretty good ping pong player. I would have to say I haven't played a ton lately, but I would say that was more of my claim to fame in college. But yeah.
0: Yeah, we we read that you're pretty good at ping pong and I was wondering if you had a good serve.
2: Yeah, it's all right. I so I lived with I lived with Scheffler for two years in Dallas before he got married and moved out and we had a ping pong table in our <laughs> house and I don't think any of us in our house could beat him though. But he bought some stupid two hundred dollar paddle that <laughs> you can't beat anybody. So it it was basically
0: <laughs> cheating anyways. <laughs> That's hilarious. So our last quick question for you is who's your favorite musical artist and what are you listening to before a match or around?
2: It changes a lot. A lot of post Malone, a lot of like park McCollum, Texas country type stuff. So it kinda goes back and forth. I'd say I'd say anywhere in that in that post Malone area to then you know, I, I get to the point where maybe we play some in the Midwest and I want to start listening to some Texas country or something like that. So those are two artists that are probably two of my favorites.
0: Awesome. awesome. Yeah, post one is really good. But mm-hmm. that's all we have for you today, Max. This was so much fun, and it was an absolute pleasure.
2: No, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It was fun.
0: Yeah, and just best of luck with everything. We'll definitely be cheering for you down the line. Be watching you, looking out for you on the tour, and just thank you again.
2: Yeah, it's going to be exciting year. Thank you, guys.
0: Thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Big Bat Beads on YouTube. We will have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Max a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at McGreevy. Huge thanks again to Max for taking his time to come on the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pot. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.